0: This podcast is about to open the sealed section of spirituality. Hey you, yeah you, we see you, you divine human being.
1: And we are calling you to come home.
0: We are ready to talk about the real shit. We're going to get real about life as a divine human being.
1: The good, the not so great, spirituality and taboo. Divinely Human is the podcast that's all about what it means to be human in a spiritual context.
0: We know it's not just about being spiritual, it's about being human too.
1: And that means changing poopy nappies and channeling angels.
0: Sometimes even at the same time. It's time for us to stop making other people's noise our own soundtrack of life.
1: Let's make some waves together so that we can all ride them together and create deep resonance, a sense of home in this crazy world.
0: Pour yourself a coffee
1: or a glass of wine if that's your potion
0: and sit down with your new favorite spiritual sisters
1: as we go on a journey together into what it means to be a divine human being on this spiritual journey. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a, another episode of the Divinely Human podcast. I am Alicia.
0: And I am Tanita. And we are so excited.
1: I'm so excited to be here today recording. We are going to be getting into a lot of things I feel today. <laughs> yeah. I feel it too. <laughs> So as always, we will be drawing our first topic that we'll be starting with from today. It's my scrying bowl.
0: I love that.
1: (laughs) These are all things that we've had come through our um, platforms, recommendations of what people want us to be speaking about. So we will be drawing from that today. I'm
0: so excited. Me too. I'm so curious to see what comes through. Honestly, it's like pulling a card by pulling these topics sometimes I always find that it's so divinely aligned so I'm really curious to see what comes through
1: yeah let's do it here we go that's the one duck all right so today's topic is (laughs) 3 a.m chats with
0: angels (laughs) honestly this is great because let me tell you, I have been having some strict words with my angels lately. <laughs> Leave me the hell alone. I need to sleep right now. So this is hilarious. Oh,
1: You know what? Um, my connection with angels and archangels is only something that has recently come through for me the past few months. Oh my goodness. I love that. My surprise as well. So it's just something that I wasn't expecting. Um, I'm
0: curious to hear, how did it start then? Because, okay, let's realistically, not everybody does have a relationship with their angels or with the archangels. So I reckon hearing a little bit about your starting, like with the relationship would help so many people.
1: It's really interesting because I think I've always held... Like this subconscious bias surrounding connection with archangels. Mm. Um, I've kind of always pushed it away. And even hearing about, in, like in the past, hearing about people speak about archangels, I've been like, Pfft. yeah. Like, I just can't take it seriously because what I've realized is that I've always attached it to a religious bias. Mm. growing up I didn't grow up in a religious family both my parents are very atheist and in a way I guess at times but like not belittle I guess I made fun of Mm. when you know organized religion Mm. and I've always been like really hesitant to buy into the whole like even the fact that they're contactable, or that they even exist, because I've always thought that it was just some magical fairy tale. Which sounds hilarious, because I literally have dialogue with intergalactic, <laughs> but <laughs> it's angels? Not- no way. <laughs> is is like Malachia? No, they that's just stupid. Like they do not. So I've always pushed it away, and I've never trusted. And really, really funny how it came through. I a few months ago so uh as you know and whoever listening probably doesn't know but I went through the spiral a few months ago it's like a nine-week journey of unlocking each energy center and removing certain emotions that you hold that um I guess block you from expressing yourself and really stepping into yourself so it was really interesting we were on the um the crown. Mm. I got up to the crown. So like I've been doing this for like seven, eight weeks or whatever, got to the crown and I had this session at midday and I had ducked out that morning to drop my son at daycare, to drop my older son at school. And I ducked into the shops and I completely forgot that I had the session. <laughs> I was walking down the aisle And all of a sudden, it's like I felt something, like, just whisper in my ear, like, you have to be back home at 12. And I was like,
0: oh, shit. Did we voice memo that day? Because I distinctly remember you being like, oh, my God, (laughs) I have to be home at 12. I forgot I had something. And, like, running home.
1: Yes, yes, we did. I remember that. (laughs) And, like, ran home. And I've never... I've always known that other people say this, but I've never said it ever myself. But on the way home, I was like, oh, thank you, angels. And like just kind of joking around about it. But I was just like, oh, thanks, angels, like to myself on the way home. And I also messaged um, the woman who I was doing the spiral with. And I said, I sent a voice note and I said to her like, Oh, I've completely forgot about it. I'm just on my way home now. Like I just remembered, thank you angels. And then I cracked up and I was like, wow, I've never said that before. Mm -hmm. Anyway, I got home, we did the session and it was this point in the session where I was in the middle of like clearing my crown Mm -hmm. and like, I just felt like with my, my eyes were completely closed and it was actually raining that day as well. So it was like really dark and dreary outside. And I felt like this warmth, like the sun was coming through the window. And that's what I thought it was because like the window is like directly over here. I was sitting where I am right now. I felt the whole side of my face heat up like the sun was shining through and this gold light come through and I was just like, whoa, the sun's out, yay! (laughs) And then after a little while, after I felt like my crown had cleared, like I would kind of like peeked out the side of my eye to see if the sun was out. And there was no sun, it was just like this golden light beaming and I just felt in that moment so loved, Mm. wanted and the way that I explained it is that it was like, I never thought that there could be a love stronger than a mother's love, yeah. but that is the only time in my life where I felt a love beyond those boundaries of what a mother's love could be. Like to the point where I felt like I was going to just burst into a thousand pieces and just float off, into, <laughs> you know? Yeah, so, so once I had like, been in that little experience and opened my eyes back up and I was um she was like oh I know do you feel like it's cleared how do you feel I said yeah I feel really good and then she said out of nowhere I really felt like there was an angel in the room with us just then because I just felt so calm and at peace and we'd never discussed angels before mm-hmm. so the fact that she said that I had that experience and then I had that thing happen coming home where I was just joking about it and saying, thanks, angels. Mm-hmm. The fact that I never trusted, it was just such a confirmation for me mm-hmm. that it had unlocked that connection. And it was only once because with the crown as well, something that came up for me was trust. Mm-hmm. That was the question that I had to clear So in clearing that trust, it also cleared all of that subconscious like bias surrounding, you know, my, like how I trust, like that connection, and even if it's, you know, I always felt like it wasn't real for me. And then all of a sudden clearing that emotion out, I felt like I had this huge bucket of trust and they came through and it was just so beautiful. and. Ever since then I've I've been able to call them in when I need when I need support or help or guidance or just to feel the warmth. Mm. Uh, yeah, so beautiful.
0: I love that. You had me crying at one point with that story because I just I remember that feeling so distinctly. And it makes a lot of sense. Just even from what you've shared just then, like why you had a lack of trust sitting in your crown, I mean, passed down from your parents, but I love that it just happened when it was meant to happen. And I think that is like what connection's all about. It's about trusting that it's going to happen in divine timing for you at the perfect moment for you. And that there's no need to push and shove to have this connection with angels because it's something that you you don't have to reach for. It's something mm. that you don't have to train for. It's something that just naturally evolves the second you allow it to right like the minute you said thanks angels jokingly that was your subconscious mind and your body saying okay we're ready to release this we're ready to open up and whether you knew that consciously at that moment or not then what happened was your angels were like I could see them like sitting on the sidelines like ready to jump in. They're like yes we, we got her like we gotta go connect with her and it happens so ever like effortlessly after. To that and I love that so much because I think for a lot of people who start out their spiritual journey it feels sometimes like we have to strive and push and train for a connection not just with angels with our spirit guides with channeling with all of these different things but I had a very similar experience to you where it just happened and I it was the minute I let my guard down. It was the minute that I just said, okay, I'm ready for this. It was very similar. But it's also interesting because I had I had a very similar outlook to you, but from a different perspective, because I grew up in a Christian environment, I went to a Christian school. So angels, they were they were around me a lot of the time, but they because I didn't resonate with the Christian religion and I didn't want to conform to it, angels were attached to that. So when I felt like I wanted to connect to them, I I almost felt like I was stepping back into the religion and I had to kind of unweave all of that. And now it's really beautiful because I absolutely love learning about Christianity. And I love learning about all different religions, but there's no sense of like there's no bind there anymore. There's no shackles connecting
1: me. Does that
0: make sense? Yeah,
1: it's almost like you are so in touch with the stories and like, which are, I think, hold a lot of truth. A lot, there are, There's a lot of truth in some of the stories there. I think it's just been twisted over time and create and like really um, almost like, I want to say romanticised, but I know there's a better word, but mm-hmm. like like into this huge thing like even the fact that you know Jesus was supposed to be you know someone who could change water into wine like I don't I think that the basis of the story is correct I think that he was an energy healer Mm. like just like we are who walked around and healed people's ailments and I believe that he was somebody who taught others as well how to utilize energy he was very much not living in the 3D Mm. I think that that made people in power feel scared so they made up all of these stories like he did that and he did that and he's like this magical you know being that could has so much power so we need to kill him so yeah I think that it's so true and like my connection with angels recently has taught me a really similar lesson and it's that you there's truth in a lot of things that you feel resentment or (laughs) friction with in your life there's a truth in that that needs to be unlocked you don't need to live it you don't need to like make it your whole world but there's a little truth in there always that needs to be explored and you will find that it's actually like one aspect of it is supposed to be in your life part of your world
0: yeah I'm laughing so hard because I literally just said this to somebody very close to me like yesterday they were judging so hard on this particular type of person and I said don't look too closely cuz you might see yourself in that reflection. And they were like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, "Well, my experience has been every time I am pissed off with a type of person, pissed off with an identity, you know, or something has struck me that I cannot let go of, if I look hard enough there's actually something there that I need to explore and actually like work through." And this person was like, I don't want to talk to you anymore. Like, let's just stop this. <laughs> but it's true, right? And I was that kid in Bible study class, you know, saying all of those same arguments that you just said. And I was constantly had my back up about the teachings that we were getting taught, the way that we were getting taught, all of these different things, the language that they were using, it used to grind my gears. And now... That's become such a focal point of everything that I do, the language that I use, the way that I share information, you know, the the content that I'm sharing as well. And I think that it's important to see past just what the ego wants to see and really look deeper into, okay, well, you know, maybe even broaden. How can I take this whole experience and actually use it to better my life? everything is happening for a reason and something that angels have told like taught me is is that as well it's this ability to connect with the deeper lessons not just the surface level like the the instant kind of things that we interact with there's so much more you know so much more to everything (laughs) like yeah
1: yeah the surface level triggers that we think are like the be all and end all Mm. instead of just like being focused on like what's triggering us or like what's like, "Mm." Mm. it's like it invites you in to see the deeper like rooted thing that maybe needs to be loosened up or shifted or embodied and embraced, which is really interesting as well because (laughs) when I first met you... (laughs) When I first met you and you're, like, you just popped up on Instagram and um, I saw that you were doing, like, the Akashic Record training and all of that, and, like, I picked up on your personality straight away and immediately I was triggered because I was like, nobody is this nice. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody is this nice and calm all the time I'm triggered like
0: (laughs) that is so funny I love that
1: for some reason I ended up diving in and and doing the Akashic training with you and then coming out of that actually feeling like that's why I was supposed to do that because it really unlocked so much for me and also taught me like through who you are as a person as well that you don't have to be anything other than, like, there's no rules of who you have to be. Like, you you can be, you know, you can show up and be who you want to be without feeling like you have to play a part in this spiritual community. And I think as well something else that I was like I realised that I've learned from, you know, diving into my triggers and doing that course and being in your energy as well is that, I don't have to, like, I, I can be neutral because I, I find you to be, like, a very neutral person mm, yeah. you, and you have that ability to just see things without getting in, in the mess of it. And I really, I think that that is a huge gateway to that, you know, popping out of that 3D mentality and into, a, like, a higher density of mindset. Being able to be neutral and remain neutral. I think it's a huge thing that I learned through you. And yeah, it's just a huge um, example of like diving into your triggers and exploring them because you end up learning a really valuable lesson through it. Yeah. Thank
0: you for that reflection. That means a lot because truth be told, you know, I'm not always as calm, but when I'm in a space of feeling grounded and I am not attached to my triggers i do come across as very calm and that's just because i'm not attaching my worth i'm not attaching my identity i'm not attaching anything that means anything to me about the things that are triggering it doesn't mean that certain things don't cut me deep. It just means that I know who I am right now. And I know that it's triggering a part of me that just isn't online anymore and it doesn't need to be. And Mm -hmm. that doesn't take away from like the pain, doesn't take away from like the hurt of the past. It just means that I'm able to look at things from a different perspective. So I love that. And, um, And I think it's important because we're so used to connecting with everything that's right here. And right now we're trained to like, look at social media. We go to our phone, we jump on the first thing. there. like, we're always in this reactionary state and you really have to teach yourself to like step back and like, what would happen if I just sat here and didn't have to react? And I wasn't in like fight or flight mode just for one second, what would drop through, what would happen then? And a lot of the time it's your angels. It's a higher connection to source. It is. It's It's a deeper sense of what you already know to be true, but you can just see it clearly. You can hear it more clearly and you can taste it differently. And so I love... And, oh, and, you know, it's so interesting because they're like, this is why we come through at 3 a.m. in the morning because there's nothing to react to, right? You don't have your to-do list, right? You're not like running off. Sometimes children wake up at 3 a.m. We have to react to that. But a lot of the time we get connection with spirit in those early hours of the morning because we we don't have anything to react to, right? So it's funny. Yeah.
1: I had someone ask me that the other day. They were like, I feel like I'm being visited, like in the middle of the night. You are. (laughs) You're asleep, you're unconscious, your nervous system is actually relaxed, probably for the first time in that day. And (laughs) you're, you're open because you're dreaming. You're open, like your channel is most open when you're asleep and you're dreaming and you're able to slip into that state. So, yes it seems very scary that you're often visited in the middle of the night, but it's not like if you were in that um, unconscious state in the middle of the day, you would also be visited then. (laughs) Yeah, It's it's not them trying to be scary or mysterious.
0: (laughs) It's just when your channel is open. And you know, I have a funny story about this because I was getting visited a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot during the night. And I asked my guides I said how am I meant to get any sleep how am I meant to do anything if I'm constantly being woken up in the middle of the night like I need to set boundaries here and they were like well are you creating any time during the day for these past spirits to come through and I was like well no I'm busy they're like well duh like they're gonna come and visit you where they need to then and it was so cool because literally the next day I sat down and this is when I was training myself like in a medium way, long story short, but I sat down, I opened up and within minutes I received like very specific information that I had to later get confirmed. And it was all spot on, but It was interesting because all I had to do was literally create the time and space. I had been worrying during the day, like questioning whether I could do this or not, questioning why they were coming during the night. Why couldn't I connect with them during the day? But when I dropped down and created that space, I opened up. It was like instant. It was so quick and easy. And I always say this to anybody who asks, like create the space during the day, but don't create it in chaos. Like you have to calm your nervous system. Like you said, Alicia, you have to create space within you as well as without. Yeah. me, It will be so easy.
1: Yeah. And a safe space to safety is, and you know, it's, when we refer to safety in a spiritual sense, it is like the ability to just let your walls down. So, yes, if you're a mum like us, you're not necessarily going to feel safe at you know five o'clock in the up, in the, in the evening with your children running around outside, like. You need to create that safety because you're not going to be able to relax and just allow that channel to open up because you're too busy thinking about, like, oh, someone is my child going to bust through the door? Or, like, what's going to happen? Is someone going to need me? Do I need to do something for someone else? You know, you don't have that safe space. So, I think that it's really important to kind of put that pressure down in a way if you are a mom or someone who has a lot of responsibilities, likewise. So, that you can create that space and it doesn't have to be an everyday thing either. I feel like people think, and when I first sort of had, when I first had my, um, so I I believe I had two spiritual awakenings. So my first spiritual awakening, I sort of came into this thinking like, Oh, I need to, you know, need to practice this every single day. (laughs) and it's not the case it's so unattainable and I feel like we're so hard on ourselves at first about that we're like oh I'm not going to keep opening up if I don't create that space every day but a lot of the time we're opening up and we are exploring parts of um, our expansion in everyday things like <laughs> oh. appearances and interactions it's not just when you sit down and okay I'm open and I'm safe I'm ready to receive it's like interactions and situations in everyday life and I feel like we need to stop romanticizing the whole like light all the candles (laughs) dry
0: circle
1: (laughs) Circle you know like (laughs) can we stop with that shit and just all acknowledge that it's everyday interactions that allow us to expand and grow more than anything.
0: Oh my God. Yes. You were speaking to me so deep right now because, okay, like, what are we here to do? We are here to integrate people. Like, we are here to integrate being a human and being a spiritual soul. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean stepping out of one and into the other. It happens as this dance, but some I have been so hard on myself these past this past year, honestly. I can't believe it's almost June tomorrow, but anyway, um <laughs> this past year, this past six months, because I I haven't been connecting with my Akashic Records as much in the sense in the way that I teach it, right? Like sitting down, channeling, saying the prayer, doing all the things. And I was questioning why I feel so bad, why I feel so out of touch with talking about them now. And it's truly just because I've integrated them on a deeper level where I don't have to spend 20 minutes grounding, 10 minutes, you know, connecting, and then a minute saying the prayer and opening up and then receiving and Doing all of these things, it's now just dropping through seamlessly because I have done the work. And sometimes at your journey and at different parts in your chapters, you will have to spend a little bit of time and a little bit of effort creating that space in the physical world, sitting down, doing the work. But then don't feel bad if you still feel that connection and you don't have to do the work. Like we are here to integrate. We're here to become one with our ability to open up to the divine. We're here to, you know, integrate our ability to connect and let it breathe through our human experience, not let it be separate. So if anybody is feeling like uh, that push and shove to sit down and meditate every damn morning and say a prayer to open the records, I would encourage you to explore that without the work, like without the push and shove and just see what happens when you let it live through you seamlessly. Because trust me when I say you will feel a whole different level of embodiment that could ever come from just You know, doing it by yourself. We're here to share. We're here to experience with one another. And I think that's really exciting.
1: I I really love to look at it like really similar to like muscle memory. Yeah. And I I I'm I'm the same. I don't I rarely say the you know the prayer to open my records. I only really do it if I'm doing readings for other people now um but even so even before I like open their records with the prayer because they've obviously booked the reading in they've given me permission yeah it, before I even sometimes I'm like why am I even doing this because I feel like yeah. dropping in and I'm like oh anyway fuck it I'll just say it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it is it's it's um it's a memory and our just like our muscles remember certain movements our spiritual connection our channel remembers how to open and it gets every single time it gets better and more fluid and efficient Mm -hmm. and a lot of the time actually the majority of my guidance that comes through just for me is dropping down through my records i feel like i i now walk around with My open all the time hanging over my head like (laughs) just dropping through because it isn't it's like a muscle memory it just keeps dropping down and it doesn't have to be this sacred extreme ritual anymore you know but you know obviously the first few months or like it's been a while now like but I felt like I really did need to set myself up and set the environment up and say say the the opening prayer and align that frequency but now it's just a, a like a, a memory thing and it just happens organically and people I know people feel so stressed about the fact that they need to have this perfect <laughs> single time they want guidance and it, it doesn't have to be that like it's yeah simple like a lot of the time like most of my guidance drops down when I'm going from like point a to point b doing something for the kids and I'm like oh okay all right oh thanks <laughs> <laughs> I actually asked for that about a week ago but thanks for trying. <laughs> you know like it's so it doesn't have to be stressful <laughs> mm.
0: I feel like that comes so naturally to us because we do have this underlying, well, I have an underlying, you have an overlying rebellious spirit and that's okay. (laughs) But like, I just think that comes naturally to us because we are, we are constantly, you and I challenging the way that we've always done things. And we're always one to be like, Mm, do we have to do this perfectly and so I get it like I really do I've really tried to move out of that perfectionism like innate kind of thing that wants to live inside of me but I get that people want to do it the right way and people want to I don't know, like honor the ritual and honor the process and make sure that they're doing it the right way. But I want to remind you like why you're doing these things. It's not to be a good girl or to do things the right way or get, you know, an A. It's to have a deeper connection with spirit it's to open yourself up it's to like you know do all of these different things so I would encourage you to look at why are you even wanting to connect in the first place is it so that you can get a badge of recognition and an applaud from everybody else because if that's why you're doing it you can do many other things that do that right you're never going to find that connection you're always going to feel like
1: yeah and yeah it's all to do with the intention and I feel like spiritual seeking is it's an addiction it can be an addiction it's like it's like doing with another intention in your mind um but in a way you're still sort of like playing that game of like doing it for validation yeah it becomes obsessive um and it's only like in those moments where you're just doing something because you're literally just doing it not because, like, you're doing it because you think it's this or you think it's that, you know, you're not like, oh, am I powerful? Like, am I really powerful and connected right now? Oh, I'm so powerful and connected right now. You know, it's not that. It's really important to ask yourself why you are doing the things that you are doing. Are you doing it for validation? Yeah. Are you doing it because it is what you see other people doing are you doing it because you heard someone speaking about that's the right way you know um all of that stuff takes away from the magic
0: oh yeah
1: it does um and the magic only happens really when you take away the pressure and the shoulds and the rules and I feel like yeah I'm so rebellious when it comes to that I just want to like oh I just want to like rip shit up <laughs>
0: yeah, I remember I remember like in all of the group chats we'd have like if people were saying like what if I miss a word in the prayer and it comes from such a beautiful place and you were always first to be like fuck the breath. Like, you know, like not like that, but you know what I mean? And it was so- horrible yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you like, don't even worry. Like it's so okay because it's, it is, it's all about that intention. And if we circle back to angels, it's the same thing. Like chatting with angels at 3am happens because we're not pushing and shoving for validation, for recognition. We're not you know, searching for anything other than like, oh, okay, this is happening right now. Like, okay, I hear you. I'm here for it. And, and I love that because God, it is just, when you recognize that, and this is going to be Something for a lot of people hearing this, they're going to feel very called out right now. And I just want to send you a big hug because I've been there and I get it. And we love you so much and we're not judging you at all. But this is just a deeper call into your personal connection nobody else's but your own. When you do connect without any expectation of validation or recognition or some type of badge of honor, it feels so much more wholesome and healing and authentic and trust me when I say that cannot be replicated like you can't sell that to somebody else
1: no you can't yeah and like to some degree yeah we all want to do more we do um because we want to help people right like where if you are in this space if you're listening to this you probably you want to help people and it's okay to want to do more it's okay to want to do the things um but there's also a part of us that says sometimes I want to do more because I'm not good enough and I need to validate that I am to myself yeah that is that is where like the the thing lies that I just want to like cut and chuck in the bin.
0: I Call in Archangel Michael for that. He'll help you.
1: <laughs> um, so I think as well, like a huge, huge inquisition that we should be asking ourselves before we do anything is like, how can you create a space that allows you to reconnect to your why? Mm. Without the validation, without the self confidence, or the need to to be anything other than who you are, like what is the why behind showing up and doing any sort of spiritual practice? It's huge.
0: It is, and you know what? I'm going through this currently. I I really the past couple of months have been exploring. Who am I if I don't put this label of spiritual on? Who would I be? And it's interesting because it has been triggering as fuck. Like my story is... I didn't know who I was. I was like, I always felt like a shell of a human. And then I found spirituality. I stepped into an identity, felt really safe, really seen, really validated. You know, all of these parts of me were like held by everybody around me. And now I'm like sitting in this space of what happens if I let that go and don't let that be my safety blanket what happens then? One, it's really fucking uncomfortable. I can tell you that right now. But two, it allows me to feel into my own sense of worth without any attachment or mirrors from anybody else but myself. And letting the identity of I want to be this spiritual person or, you know, I'm this spiritual teacher go has really actually allowed me to step into my own practice on a deeper level. And it's really fun to play with. And that doesn't mean that I'm not a spiritual person. I'm just trying to explore who I am outside of that. And so I feel like if you are listening to this and you do have that part of you within you, the mechanics that say, I need to be validated in this because it's my safety blanket. I just want to say, I see you and I hear you and I understand what that feels like. But trust me when I say you don't have to be seen by somebody else for that to be a part of you right? Like you don't have to be validated as a channel. You don't have to be validated as a healer to be a healer and to be a channel. See what that feels like when you step outside of being validated by other people. And it's a really interesting place to, to be in and play in. But again, if you are dealing with deep trauma in those areas, I would encourage you to get a coach or somebody who has some sort of awareness and understanding as to what you're going through, because stepping outside of that and back into an unknown identity can be really, really scary. And it is, but mm. it's all part of the journey, I reckon.
1: <laughs> it's so hard to lose yourself in this space. Mm. Really, it's like there are there've been so many times where I felt like I've lost myself in this space and. I've kind of had to, like, pull back and go, no, you have an identity outside of this. You have multiple identities that make up who you are. This isn't just who you are, <laughs> so calm the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think that there is an extent that we can go to where we really start to disassociate from the human experience in this space, which I love that this is getting back to, like, our root, you know, reason for starting this this whole podcast. But it's true. We start to disassociate when we go flying through the barrel and into the deep end of spirituality, and we don't stop and take a second to reflect on exactly what you said. Like who who are you if you took this suit off and you hadn't put it on? By mm-hmm. you, do you like that person? do you like her? Like, do you, would you hang out with her? (laughs) Is she she an understanding person? You know, it really makes you think it honestly makes my brain just like, I think that we should all ask ourselves this.
0: I think so too. I've been asking myself this for the past couple of months and it, it rocks your world. It really, truly does. And The truth is like, when I did ask myself that question, now I have to live with the reality that, Ooh, I'm not living seamlessly. Like I'm showing up online, but I'm not showing up in real life. And there was this push and shove mentality of like, I'm 100% in on Instagram and in my programs and in my teachings and in my clients. But then when I step out, it's like, and I take off that identity, I feel worthless. I don't really like who I am. I'm not really living the life that I want to live. So these past couple of months have been really healing that and trying to get some more effortless, like, I don't know, like seamless, continuous flow happening between these two because my worth doesn't need to be attached to any of them. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And this is like and this came up in the the workshop that I did the other day yeah. where she was saying you channel your business through your life. Yeah. And your business is going to be and and your spirituality is going to be more enriched the more that you live your life. Yeah. And she's like, do you think that like Rihanna is sitting there on Canva making up this perfect little template to post a-? No, she's out fucking living her life. <laughs> like she doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. She's out living her life and people support her and are inspired by that. Mm. And that's been a huge thing that's come up for me as well the past few months I love that we're both like living these parallel lives right now yeah. <laughs> and I've been triggered to hell and back with this idea that because I sort of came to this I just noted noticed this pattern, noticed this pattern mm-hmm. coming through around showing up in my business showing up online and then I was like what am I actually doing outside of this <laughs> yeah, well, who, who am I I'm not doing anything I'm not doing anything I love to do yeah. so I'm like okay I need to start doing the things that I actually enjoy doing apart from that because in doing that I'm able to show up in such a more multifaceted and wholesome way mm-hmm. I'm not someone that I don't want to be that person that just sits at home online and in in my office, like in this world. Like I want to be out in the world as well. And I don't want to show up to make myself feel better about myself either. I want to show up because like it's something that I just would love to do. And I'm, yeah, I'm sorry if this is going to be a little bit hard on some people if you're listening to this and this hits you, but there's so many people that show up in this spiritual community and space because it validates them. It makes them feel important because they have a gift or they're connected and that's why they keep showing up because it makes them feel like they're moving and there's people around them that aren't. And I'm like, fuck, you've got it all wrong.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: If If that's why you're showing up, If you're you're showing up to feel better and like to validate yourself because it makes you feel needed or important or like your voice matters, you need to remove yourself and go live your life for a little bit because you shouldn't have to show up in a room full of people to feel heard. You should just feel that way by working on yourself in your own shadows, working through the Whatever you're holding on to that's making you feel invalidated and not heard, you know, or reestablish your environment that you actually live in in the real world.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's actually a safety thing too to just show up in your business, like, or just show up online. And I know that seems counterintuitive because there's a lot more access to you online. But the truth is, It's a safety mechanism because people can't see the whole part of you. So I would ask you what are you hiding? What don't you want people to see? go and work on that. Because if you are doing this and I have been there, like I am talking from experience. I showed up online in a spiritual way because nobody else around me could see me that way. I needed to be seen in order to feel like my experiences were real because I honestly felt like I was going crazy at the beginning of my spiritual awakening, like, and that's totally normal, but we have to stop for a minute and think and ask ourselves, like you said, who are we outside of this? Who, like, what are we trying to justify or hide by showing up in this one particular way? And for me, like, I think it's so funny. We always go through very similar life lessons at the same time. And you were saying, you know, when you ask yourself, who am I outside of this? For me, it was, why am I wanting to help the people that I'm helping? Well, I want to help them with their life. But what happens when I'm not living my own life? Like, how can I show up authentically and serve them wholeheartedly if I'm not doing the same? And It feels like a big kick up the ass and it feels like, oh, okay. I feel really like seen and heard and it feels really uncomfortable right now. But trust me, if you accept this, things will flow so much better. And that's why we created the three-day discovery bootcamp because we see so many people cookie cuttering like and copying the same content and we can see through it we can let's just be honest like you are here to express your creativity to express your authenticity through social media through technology and Mm -hmm. it's meant to come through seamlessly from your life that's why people want to be in your world right yeah
1: People know when something's been regurgitated, everything has a soul. signature, mm-hmm. And whether or not you consciously are aware of it, you'll find that if you are regurgitating someone else's soul signature through your work, mm-hmm. other people slash energy is not going to respond to it because it's not authentic and energy knows when something isn't aligned or isn't coming from you. Mm-hmm. So it definitely! Oh my God, this is like this could be a whole other podcast. But if you're not showing up and really expressing your your soul codes, your soul signature, then people are going to know that, and you're not going to be you're not going to be bringing in abundance or growing or people aren't going to resonate because people want that resonance. Energy wants resonance. It, thrives in it it grows it multiplies if you're regurgitating something that's not yours or isn't coming from your soul no matter who it is who it is like who that energy is exposed to it's not going to resonate because it's inauthentic Mm -hmm. and i i really really like i need to hammer this in (laughs) i need to hammer this in to the, oh my God. Yeah. It's just, it's so important. It is all energetics, all of it. Mm. 100% like that. There, there would be a maths equation for this. <laughs> yeah. It's all energy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is. And look, if that makes you uncomfortable, I would encourage you to go look in the mirror and say, what am I hiding from myself? What?" do I not want to see myself? And this is where the hard work comes in. This is why not everybody is cut out to do this work. But if you've put your hand up and you've signed up to be here, be a leader in this space, to share your gifts and your services with others, you need to be able to ask yourself the hard questions and not let that mean a thing about who you are as well. Does that make sense? Like, don't sit here and answer these questions and be like, well, fuck, you know, I really don't like myself, so I'm not cut out to do this work. I'm just going to, like, leave it here. Instead, let that empower you and now you've got some discovery within you and you can actually lead a whole new path with a whole new perspective and energy and let it open up new doors instead of closing them for you. So also watch how you meet the information after you ask yourself these questions, because that in itself is going to tell you so much about the way you're living your life already. And yes, it's hard. Yes, it's uncomfortable. Yes, we'd rather not do it. But the truth is you have put your hand up to be here. You wouldn't be listening to this podcast. You wouldn't be following both of us. You wouldn't be in this space at all if you weren't ready on some capacity to step up and do the work. Like, you know, exactly what Alicia said at the beginning. I said, thank you, angels. That was her subconscious mind and her body saying, hey, we're ready to connect and look at how effortless and seamless that all happened. It can be the same for you as well. Use her story of connecting with angels as an example for the deeper work that you're ready to do.
1: Surrender. Mm. That's a huge... I hate surrendering. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, fuck surrender.
0: <laughs> but it's
1: true. I feel like biologically like, yeah, on a biological level where humans are not, we don't come to earth to surrender because, like, in a primal sense, like, we're here to survive. And back in the days when we were running around, you know, in the wilderness and we had so many threats around us in our environment, we, if you surrendered, you were dead. Yeah still hold those codes within us so yeah it's not easy to surrender and just put down the weapon and just allow yourself to receive but it is so important and it is such a key to opening up your soul to greater expansion and to really be able to see the the hard lessons that you're here to learn and the conditioning that you've allowed and has happened to you, not always allowed, but it just happens naturally, Mm -hmm. it allows you to see that. It's like the key to look under the microscope at your whole system and how it works within yourself. Mm -hmm. So important.
0: Yeah, I think it is. I think it really, really is. And I love this conversation so much. I think it's a beautiful beautiful note to leave on. I'm curious. I'd be so curious to hear anybody listening to this. How has this impacted you? Just this conversation, like we are both totally here to witness you in anything that comes up for you during this episode, because I know, I know that it's going to rub people in a way that maybe they haven't been rubbed before, <laughs> not to sound sexual at all, but anyway. <laughs> um, and I, I really appreciate you guys for sticking it out, for listening to this whole conversation, to being here and just being in relationship with yourself, because It shows me that you are ready, truly. If you got through this whole conversation, you're ready. You really are. So we are so grateful for you. We love you so much. Don't forget to submit any topics that you'd love for us to talk about in the show notes. Remember that whoever we pick, if you put your name in the hat, we will be drawing a card for you on the next episode. So make sure you do that. We want to talk about conversations that you would want to talk about as well. So thank you so, so much for listening. Sending big hugs.
1: Thanks so much, guys.